So we're here today with Molly Scott Cato, a Green MEP from the southwest of England. We're here to talk a little bit about the EU and climate change, and in particular in the UK. So welcome, Molly. Thank you. As a member of the European Union, the UK has been obliged to, to meet certain targets on climate change. How has that really worked in, in, in a UK context? Well, I think actually the Labour government in the uh, towards the end of the first decade of the 21st century was actually really focused on climate change. And we did have some good um, laws passed, which focused our attention on that. And we were making good progress. But since we've had a Conservative government elected, we've really gone backwards and they've attacked the renewables industry. And really now what's keeping us focused on reducing our carbon dioxide emissions is the fact that we've got EU targets. And that makes it really quite worrying that if we were to leave the EU, we would see us, you know, see the British government taking us further backwards even on this issue and not really tackling climate change as we need to. And uh, have other governments in the European Union moved on more than the UK in this, in this regard? Well, I think the main thing is that other European countries have seen renewable energy as an opportunity, as an economic opportunity. And I represent the Southwest, as you said, and we've got fantastic renewable resources there. We've got tidal, tidal power potential for wind power and solar power and so on and this industry was really starting to take off but the Tory government is much more focused on fossil fuels and the, the you know the, the support they have from the fossil fuel industry and the subsidies they give them back and so we just are wasting those economic opportunities and as, as an MEP representing that part of the country I find that very frustrating economically not to mention the fact that it's pushing us backwards on the issue of climate change. Is it a question of funding? Is that why uh, the Tory government in the UK is so is so anti-renewables? Apparently, or is it, I mean, how, how how has Europe helped in terms of uh, funding the industry in the UK? Well, we still have a mandatory target that we have to meet in terms of installing renewable capacity and reducing our carbon dioxide emissions. But I think the problem is that in order to reach that target, we're going to have to have incentives financial incentives for investment and also we're going to have to have a favorable planning environment and the conservatives have deliberately attacked both of those and at the same time they're supporting fracking very strongly and encouraging us to, to carry on with fossil fuels whereas in fact we're probably you know one of the countries in europe that's best placed to take advantage of the renewable energy opportunities and if there's european money to help support these industries what's what's the problem then what's the real motivation behind not backing them? Well, that's the important question, isn't it? I mean, I think you've got to look at who funds the Tory party, actually. It's a, it's a purely political decision based on Conservative Party interests. Where have we heard that before? <laughs> yes, everyone's talking a lot about that at the moment. And in that context, assuming that the internal party politics of the Conservative Party lead us to, to Brexit, let's hope not. But if it, if it were to happen, uh, I mean, what would happen to the UK status in, in, in terms of climate change? Well, we can see that the European Union is, is really acting as a global leader and we were very proud that we had an agreement in Paris to tackle climate change and to bring our carbon emissions down. And although obviously that agreement didn't go far enough as far as Greens are concerned, it was an important first step. So we can see that European leadership and Britain needs to be a part of that. But if we were to leave the EU, I'm really not convinced that we would continue to move in the right direction. And I'm afraid it would be bad for Britain because we'd get stuck um, you know, in, in 
the past in the sort of fossil fuel era that everybody else is moving on from. But also we are part of a market of 500 million of the world's richest consumers and that gives us that ability to lead and to encourage the rest of the world to come up to our standard on, on carbon efficiency. And Britain needs to be a part of that. And is there a direct correlation between the movement against uh, European Union membership and climate change denial? I mean, uh, the two seem fairly closely interlinked. Yeah, I think people who are considering voting to leave ought to look very closely at the the nasty little alliance of people who are trying to take us out of the EU because they have all sorts of objectives that would be actually very problematic for our country and for a lot of people who live in our country. So they have a very right-wing free market approach to economics. And a part of that is that they see everything that protects the environment as red tape, which they want to, to get rid of. So whether it's clean beaches, clean air or the issue of climate change, there's a very clear relationship between the wish to leave the European Union and the wish to, you know, not have these controls on the way capitalism can work. Yes, yeah, so one of those issues that seems to crop up all the time on the, in this Brexit debate is European meddling in the Great British Toaster and somehow it's making it not work properly. I mean, what's all that about? Yeah, well, that's one of those myths that, that we need to bust. And I think the point people need to grasp is actually it's about the energy that comes out of the product, not the energy that goes in. So whether it's your hoover or your hairdryer or whatever, you want a hairdryer that works well and dries your hair. You don't care how much energy it's taking. And actually, producers have been able to make very inefficient products. And what the EU is doing is making sure that they make products that use energy efficiently, uh, actually perform the task they're supposed to be doing better. And that indeed saves the consumer money. So it's it's a win-win always for the consumer. And um, the only reason to, to attack this sort of policy is effectively to attack the European Union. But it's, it's just not a fair attack because the European Union is working in the interests of consumers. But it's not being attacked by the government as such as by the press, or am I wrong on that? Yeah, no, it's one of those silly Daily Express type stories, you know, that doesn't have any truth in it at all. But obviously at a time when we're debating our future in the European Union, um, these sort of myths are, are very powerful and there's nothing to stop people. Well, I say myths, I could say lies, quite honestly, and a lot of my time is spent just talking to journalists about why the things they've read in the papers or been told by members of UKIP are just not true. Molly Scott-Cotier, thank you very much. Thank you.